In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and from coast to coast, we have you covered with everything you need to know about health, money, beauty, love, sex, and all those things that are important to us as women. Linda, how are you doing there in New York today? I'm doing great. I am really, really powered up today, so uh, watch out. <laughs> You are so amazing. I'm powered up, too, and I'm going to go first because mine's really short. I'm going to tell you what I'm powered up about today. And, you know, most people give Facebook a bad name for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of stuff that goes on there. But today I'm going to say I am really powered up uh, because of Facebook. I put a post up. It was a personal post for me to women everywhere. And in 10 minutes, I already have over 10 likes and a bunch of comments, and I got to tell you, from the Facebook family, uh, for getting that love and support, it's a winner, I'm going to say, powered up by Facebook this week. Well, you know, I think so, too. I mean, I found some people on Facebook that, I, you know, that, that found me, and, and listen, if you get hacked, that's one thing. It's like a real pain in the you-know-what, but, you know, just for every day, you can learn a lot. You meet new people. You take it at face value. You don't put anything on there that you really would be ashamed of if it showed up on the front page of the New York or Los Angeles Times the next day. But you never know who's looking at it, and you might just snag someone that can help you in your quest to do something. Absolutely, Linda. And I was watching. You know, it's amazing to me. I had written last week a couple. um, I had reposted something I had written on divorce, and then I I wrote a new piece on divorce. And today I wrote a little piece about seven home truths for angry ex-husbands. And I can't tell you how many people shared it, reposted it. I had someone email me asking me if I could send it to him. He'd like to text it to his sister. I mean, when you talk about newspapers and magazines and the power of the press, there's something to be said about the power of WordPress or the power of Facebook as a press, as a, as a news medium. Oh, absolutely, and it gets it out real quick. That's for sure. <laughs> there's no waiting. I mean, you know, it's instant gratification. 
It is. It is. You know, I talked to you. I'm like, I think I'm going to post this, Linda. I think I'm going to do it. And you're like, you go, girl. And I did. And I'm so happy that I did. I encourage everybody to go to Facebook and post things that can be supportive and helpful of each other. Now, you were at an event this week, uh, yesterday, I believe. It was, was yesterday. Very yes, yesterday it- that was very supportive. Yeah, absolutely very supportive on all ends. We, you know, I have the this charity that I, I started called Shining Service Worldwide, and, and it's uh, all about women in the military, women that have served, veterans, people that are serving, spouses. It's women that are attached to the military community, and it, the basic uh, thrust is, is a successful reintegration back into civilian life. But yesterday we did a President's Day makeover, um, and we made over six women uh, from from New Jersey that were uh, first responders from the uh, New Jersey National Guard for, during uh, Hurricane Sandy. And I got to tell you, they were, I mean, you got to go on my Facebook page or, um, yeah, I guess that's where they are. I'll be doing a blog, but I want to gather all the pictures. Just the, these women were gorgeous. They were all in their 20s, and they were, they were hot stuff before they even... <laughs> were made over but we went to uh, we went to the Ricardo Maggiore salon in New York which is on 57th street a gorgeous salon and they treated these women like they were queen for a day and they were because i mean i don't think anybody was in the chair just with hair for less than an hour because they had wow. they had color they had cut the the blowouts they had manicures they had makeup oh my god it was just fantastic um, and then we had Channel 5 um, here in New York come, and they did a, a whole piece on it for the 5 o'clock news. And, you know, and then we had other women come in just to say hello and to, to see what's going on. And I couldn't have choreographed it any better than it turned out. It was just, it was wonderful. But all of these events are wonderful because it's, when you see how happy that it makes these women, it's just, it's just, it just puts you in such a good, powered-up, fabulous place. Well, it's so important, Linda. I mean, beyond the aesthetics, you know, the outward appearance, I think when we do things to make ourselves look our best, it has such a profound effect on our spirit, on the way we interact with people, the way we see ourselves, the way we see each other. I mean, when you feel pretty, you know, or you feel beautiful, it's like the whole world smiles back at you, whether you look good or not. It's really what you, you know, like if you look in the mirror and like what you see. No, absolutely. And then after our makeover, I mean, and this is all, this is all given to us because people are so generous and that they want to um, give back to the women that, you know, that, that do so much for us. Uh, and then we went to um, TGIF Fridays, and they put on a spread. I mean, it was unreal. We we got there, and they had this whole table set up with flowers, and, and they already had the appetizers out, and they brought out two bottles of, of uh, Vive Claco sh- uh, champagne for a champagne toast. They had a photographer there to take pictures. And um, and then it was open bar, and as as much as they wanted to eat, as much as they wanted to drink, just to say, you know, thank you for your service. They were blown away. They wow. were blown away. I mean, you know, that was. It's so great to have these partnerships where everyone steps up and does their their piece to to say thank you. 
Wow. What what were they most thankful for? I mean, beyond the, you know, the the traditional, like, thanks for my hair, thanks for the clothes, you know, what were some of the feelings, underlying feelings that came through? I, I think well, the general theme, and we've done a lot of these makeovers now, is that they are being recognized for the work that they do, for the sacrifices that they make, and that, and that they're appreciated. That means so much to them. You know, it, it's just appreciated as a woman. Well, they're appreciated as a woman. They're appreciate, you know, that they would be appreciated for the work that they're doing, uh, because it's really, really hard work. Even in the National Guard, I mean, they're giving up so much of their time. A lot of the women have, you know, children, and and uh, two or three of the women who actually had served in Iraq and now are with the Guard. But you know they they are they they're always in training and you know and their weekends and sometimes they're away for two or three weeks just in training, and then they're all you know if it rains Marty uh, uh, Christie and who the senator of New Jersey uh, I'm sorry the governor of New Jersey now if, because we got swiped so many times if there's a raindrop he puts everybody on alert that means everybody's just got to drop everything go to their to their unit and stand by and wait and wait for uh, what you know what instructions uh, if there's a disaster so holy mackerel <laughs> you know I can't even imagine it. Right. I mean, I'm more worried about a bad hair day, much less, you know, throw on my uniform, run out and stand in the rain and wait for orders uh, to help others. But thank God that they do that. And, you know, we are um, so, so grateful for the National Guard. We're grateful for all of our service men and women, our first responders, the police, the fire. I mean, you yeah. know, and I always think it's amazing, Linda, when, you know, women go into these traditionally heavy male-dominated fields and there's still that aspect of us that want to feel beautiful. Yes, no, that they they do, and they you know they they love the makeovers. And now we're doing another makeover in March because March is Women's History Month. Sure. So we're going to do it this time. We're going to do it in Long Island, and um, I. I and it's really wonderful because the women that came to our President's Day makeover was organized by a woman that was in the Navy for 20 years, and she got all of the um, makeovers together to come to this one. So it's like pay it forward. It's such a great experience that I want all all of my friends and other women to experience it. So they're they're they're, they're the women are coming like crazy now. And even for the one in March, today I must have gotten 10 emails. I see you're doing one uh, out here in Long Island. You know, would you consider me? And they're sending me their pictures, you know, before pictures. And so, wow. (laughs) This is like, it's really catching on. It is. Well, I think it's, it's it's empowering to help each other. It's fun to help each other. It's wonderful when we get to share, you know, beauty tips. And, and my God, you get full makeovers. So, oh, you know, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think it's wonderful um, that we can all come together as a community to honor each other in our service. And, you know, it's so much fun, Linda, because we're going to have Dr. Robert Soren on today, and he's a cosmetic dentist. And he's going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about teeth and the smile and that aspect of beauty and, you know, what to look for in a cosmetic dentist because, honestly, I wouldn't have a clue. Well, it's funny because I just read last week uh, they they did a survey amongst folks out there that are um, dating, and apparently the most important thing is that they have a very bright white smile. That That's the thing that people look for most in someone that they're going to date. So, 
<laughs> you know, I, you would think that that wouldn't be the most important thing, but, you know, smiles are, I guess they say a lot and it says a lot about you. I Well, I think so, and especially we're culturally conditioned now because my dad is living with me, and he's a big fan of Quincy and the Rockford Files. And it's so funny to me because we watch these together, you know, at night, and, you know, everybody's got crooked, messed up teeth, and they're yellow, and, you know, but thank God that we have cosmetic dentists. Thank God that we have whitening agents and things that can help us act better because we feel better and we can smile more. So when we come back from the break, we're going to welcome Dr. Robert Thorne, a cosmetic dentist in New York City. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in, feel free to check us out on iTunes. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are going to talk about cosmetic dentistry and the power of a smile. Now, Linda, if you had asked me a couple years ago, would I ever have a dentist on the show, I was 
say, you are out of your mind. I am terrified of them. I've had thousands of thousands of dollars worth of dental work over 20 years. I will say that I have beautiful teeth and a beautiful smile, and Linda, you do too, but there's a whole lot of stuff that goes along with, with dentists. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm anxious to talk to Dr. Soren. I mean, I've had my issues. Um, I've got a beautiful smile now. Um, but it, it not, there's no free lunches, and everything comes with – there's a price to pay for that, especially as you get older. <laughs> well, I think it's so important that we talk about cosmetic dentistry because our um, our teeth and our smile really do show a lot about our beauty and our age. And as you said in the earlier segment, you know, somebody's smile and white teeth are something that are really looked for um, in starting relationships. So I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Robert Soren. And Dr. Robert, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about you, your background personally and professionally uh, before we continue on with our questions. Uh, well, first of all, Sandra and Linda, thank you so much for having me on your show, and it's really a pleasure to be here. Um, a little bit about myself. I uh, graduated from the University of Pennsylvania, uh, more years than I'd like to remember, uh, 1974. I did a hospital training program here in New York City at Beth Israel Medical Center, and I've been in private practice in New York City uh, for over 30 years. I uh, teach in two institutions. I teach at uh, New York Wild Cornell Medical Center. Uh, we have a residency training program with which I'm affiliated, and I'm also a uh, mentor at the Coy Center in Seattle, Washington. My practice treats predominantly adult patients. Uh, we're primarily a restorative and cosmetic dental office. And where are you located? We're located on Madison Avenue in the heart of uh, New York City. Wonderful, wonderful. So you're more than qualified uh, to answer our questions uh, today. Um, I want to ask first, what's the most common uh, cosmetic dentistry procedure that you, you're seeing happen in your business right now? Well, before I answer that, I think it might be good if we just talked about the con the the uh, the context in which you're asking that question. Okay. Um, and and what I mean by that is we 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 now live in a society where more of us than ever before want to look good, but we want to feel good about the way we look. And I think that more and more people are coming to realize the benefits of a healthy and an attractive smile in both their personal and professional lives. Now, I say to some patients, we live in a nanosecond society. And what I mean by that is people look at us and they make impressions about who we are and what we're all about. And I, and I mean for better or worse, um, but that's the society in which we live. So now when we start talking about uh, cosmetic procedures that can be done to give us a better smile. We're talking about procedures that can change the color of our teeth. We're talking about procedures that can change the alignment of our teeth, change the shape or the size of our teeth. So now to answer your question, probably the most popular procedure today is what we call tooth whitening or bleaching 
where we can actually change the color of teeth. So teeth that have become darker, we can make brighter and lighter. Um, another popular procedure is what we call veneers. These are thin shells of porcelain that get uh, bonded or glued to the front surface of the teeth. They're great in terms of changing color and shape and helping us to get better alignment. Um, and I think that in this day and age, we're also finding more adult patients who are willing to consider orthodontic treatment to correct problems that they were never able to correct as youngsters. Now, is that because maybe, oh, go ahead, Linda. I have a question. Before a patient would go through any of these um, corrective procedures, um, don't they have to have a healthy mouth and teeth and gums to start with so we don't run into problems? Oh, great. Uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a great question, a terrific question, because I think that sometimes patients only concentrate on what the final result is going to look like. But I think that it's really, really important that they understand you need a solid foundation upon which to build whatever cosmetic changes we're going to incorporate. So sure, their teeth and gums need to be healthy. And I have a favorite expression with patients. I say your chewing machine needs to be able to work properly. Right. So that means their chewing joint, that means their chewing muscles and their teeth all need to be in harmony. And only then can you really start constructing or reconstructing a, a, a smile that is going to satisfy the patients. Well, do, do you do that work um, as well? So if someone comes in and they're not quite ready for uh, the cosmetic procedure, you get them ready? For every patient that comes into my practice as a new patient, we do a cosmetic evaluation. What that means, and quite frankly, I think this should be done in every dental office throughout the country. So I think patients should have an evaluation that evaluate that, that that investigates the health of their teeth, of their gums and bone. That's periodontics. They should have an examination that evaluates the status of their existing fillings. In other words, are they healthy? Are they broken? Uh, and of course, do patients have any areas of new decay? Right. Third, I think, as I said before, their chewing machine needs to be evaluated. Is their joint healthy? Does, do they, does it make noises? Does it hurt? Can they open fully? Do they have any muscle tenderness? Do they have abnormal, what I call, age-inappropriate wear? In other words, do they have more wear than I would expect to see in a patient that age? Because over the course of our lifetime, we should only expect to wear maybe one millimeter of tooth structure in 90 or 100 years. So patients who come in who have abnormal wear patterns to their teeth, we need to figure out where the wear is coming from before we actually treat them. Because otherwise, if we give them a beautiful smile, they may simply perpetuate the problems that they once had. Could we go into the bleaching aspect for a moment? Absolutely. Um, I think that the fear that most people have from uh, the bleaching is that they're going to have uh, sensitivity on their teeth. You know, every time they have hot and cold, they're going to hit the ceiling. Um, how accurate is that fear? I think in a small percentage of patients it, it is accurate, but I think that the length of discomfort is minimal. And I think that only a very, very small percentage of patients have any sensitivity. 
Um, is, well, is and it, I had a little bit, but it went away after about three days. After I had my teeth, and I used the laser whitening. I went in and had them laser whitened. They were, I'll be fair, they were sensitive to hot and cold, and I had a couple shooting pains up my teeth, but that disappeared within a couple days. Right. And what uh, I, would, I would say that does happen, but only in a small percentage of patients. And then how about the staining afterwards with the red wine and the tea and the coffee and all the things that we drink that <laughs> that our teeth don't really well, like? Well, I think we I think we all have to make a choice because you know certainly uh, immediately after bleaching there uh, you need to be careful about what kind of foods and liquids you're taking into the into the mouth because uh, teeth do have a uh, propensity to stain. Right, but let's be. I mean, we're gonna. We're not giving up our coffee for our tea. I mean, we no. may for a day or two, but then. So, so how? Um, how? Just roughly, how long should this last before you need another procedure, or is there something that you can do, even if you're doing these staining, putting these staining liquids into to, you know, to sort of sh uh, make the process a little all right, slower? All so right. There, there are a couple of issues that we can address there. Okay. First of all. I don't suggest to patients that they change their lifestyle. So they do the whitening, the teeth are lighter, the teeth are brighter. Um, yes, there may come a, a time, so you said how long can this last? Uh, you know, this could last six months to 18 months before any additional touch-up needs to be done. So depending upon the specific whitening procedure that is done, there are ways that you can touch up at six-month or 12-month intervals. That's one. Secondly, sometimes we do whitening with trays. So we make custom trays for patients that they take home. They do the whitening at home. They keep the trays. So if six months or a year from the time of the whitening, they find they want to do it again, for maybe two or three nights, they do a little touch-up with the whitening trays. And for some patients where we do in-office whitening with the, you know, with the, uh, with the laser-activated machine like uh, Bright Smile or Zoom, we make them custom trays also. So if they want to touch up at home for a couple of nights, that's all that they need to do. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I may be doing some bleaching, but I've, I went, I'll, in the next segment, we'll tell you about the procedure that I went through. And um, I think if I had known ahead of time uh, what it was going to entail um, and the after effects, I probably wouldn't have done it, although I'm very, very happy and people are always telling me what great teeth I have. I had great teeth before, they were, but they were yellowish, and, and I wasn't sure that they were going to be as white as I wanted if I just did the bleaching. Right, I understand. Yeah, so, it, so I'm anxious you know, to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I know, so am I. I can't wait for like Linda's dental story. I can yeah, you, so much about Linda it. hasn't got a good filter, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you the real truth. I'm sure you will. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to look forward to that. <laughs> I got to take us to commercial break. Uh, we're about halfway through our show today. For those of you who missed the earlier segments, you can pick up our earlier broadcast. You can pick up our other shows uh, on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can go to the .com by the same name, and you can go to our host station, toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Listen live, listen to our other shows. When we come back from the break, we are going to hear from Linda and her dental stories as we share our time with Manhattan cosmetic dentist, Dr. Robin, Rob, I'm sorry, Dr. Robert Soren. He's going to give us our website when we come back. You can look him up. You should hire him. I think as a dentist, he's just a stand-up guys. 
We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Tune in to the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitohata. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions, from organized professional vacations to spur-of-the-moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel-related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on The Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show, live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hello, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And coast to coast, we're giving you beauty secrets. And today we're talking about teeth, the beauty of your smile, the power of your smile. And our guest today is Dr. Robert Soren and his website. He can be found at NYC, like New York City, DMD, like Doctor of Dental Medicine. That's NYCDMD.com. But before we bring the good doctor back, we're going to hear about Linda's because you know what? I've been waiting all break to hear the story. Okay. Well, it's not that that exciting, but here goes. I think I think this is what we need to do. We we have to do as patients. We have to do our research, and we have to go and find the best possible dentist, doctor, whatever we're planning to do with our bodies that is going to do the work for us because um, not everybody does the same job. That's for sure. And then I like to find, let's say, a dentist that's going to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, Because a lot of uh, doctors and dentists, you know, they, they tell you what they can do, but they're not telling you the possible downside of, of the procedures. 
So when I went last year, oh gosh, it was just about this time, I decided that I was going to do veneers or laminates. I don't know if they're one and the same, and Dr. Soren can, you know, um, straighten that out. And I did. And it was, I mean, it was a big procedure. And I did 10 teeth on the top, and I did six teeth on the bottom. And um, they look fabulous. I mean, this is a work of art uh, that really is. And when I see you, Dr. Soren, I think you'll agree, because everybody, the other dentists that I've been to since the guy that did it says it's a wonderful job. But the laminates every once in a while they'll pop off and then i ha- after the uh procedure i had to have uh, two root canals uh and i never had a root canal in in like over 50 years and all of a sudden i had to do root canals and then you know so i've got issues that i never had before i got a beautiful smile but i do have issues and that's the part that really kind of ticks me off because maybe if i had known of those possibilities before i did the procedures maybe i wouldn't have done it and now you can have the floor because um that you know i think that everybody needs needs to hear this linda yes um, I, I've, been, I've been listening. Yes. And, and I hear what you're saying. Right. And I agree with a lot of what you have to say. I think that it's really important for patients to understand, as we say in dentistry, the risk benefits of treatment and what the treatment alternatives are. I think it's all part of the comprehensive examination that gets done. And I think it has to be a part of the discussion that dentists have with their patients. And I think it's something that would be in patients' best interest if they if they understood the proper questions to ask. And yes. I'm certainly not suggesting that they do, but I think that shows like this allow them the opportunity to learn a little bit more and, and be a little bit more informed about what questions they can ask. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sequela, well, you're... Bob, yeah, please walk us through what what should we be asking our dentist? Well, <laughs> well, we could spend an hour. We could spend an hour answering that question. But here are some of the okay. things. Here are some of the things I think that are important, and I think Linda, you definitely touched on them. Okay, what? First of all, you need to understand what your expectations should be. There needs to be adequate communication between doctor and patient because that's the basis of building a trusting relationship. For me, I need to understand what my patient's expectations are because I need to know whether I can fulfill them before I begin treatment. So there has to be a healthy discussion about what the patient expects, whether it be comfort, whether it be beauty, uh, how healthy are they going to be when they're finished. And, Linda, as you were alluding to, I think there needs to be a discussion about what things can go wrong. Sometimes teeth that, as in your case, have been prepared for veneers, sometimes sometimes the nerve is traumatized through no fault of the doctor. But patients need to be aware that root canal therapy is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Now, in the dentist's defense, we can't always predict everything that's going to happen, but I think that if you've built up a relationship with a dentist that you trust, 
you should expect some answers that going to that will address the issue of of uh, you know downside risks of the procedure. Well, I I mean I built up trust because I've been going to the same dentist for 35 years or right. 30 years and um and you know you can tell by my questions I'm not shy so I asked everything I I thought was necessary to ask but I don't think he was 100% truthful with me so that's his issue um and and you learn from from that and maybe he shouldn't have been doing those procedures because this dentist is very egotistical and thinks he could do absolutely everything and since then I've switched dentists um and you know and and like every other uh profession, their specialties. So one dentist can't do it all. I agree, I agree with that. Um, but since we're having an honest discussion, yes. Um, let me share this with you and your viewers. There's an awful lot of hype out there, okay? There are people in every walk of life who either promote themselves really well or hire people to do that. And I think it gets really difficult for people who are buying the service or buying the product, myself included, when I'm, you know, when I'm one of the purchasers of services or products, how do you separate the wheat from the chaff? Mm-hmm. How do you really know who's good and, who's, and who isn't? And I think that's a really difficult question to answer. You know, we touched on it. You know, I think that, that if you're looking for a quote-unquote cosmetic dentist, um, you need to understand what the dentist training is. You need to understand how well he communicates. Is he supported by people who share his vision? Um, you know, I would ask. Uh, I would ask to see uh, the photographs of before and afters, so you can get some kind of an idea of what things are going to look like. And if it's all possible, I would talk to people who've been through the procedure. I, I think the last one is the most important. Just like when women go to a plastic surgeon, they want, they, they want to see pictures, and I did see pictures of the teeth, and they were, they're gorgeous. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that these teeth aren't beautiful. They are. Um, right. It's just I wasn't aware of all the complications that could happen. But I think if, you, if, you, if, if, a, if a doctor or a dentist allows the patient, the prospective patient, to talk to some of his you know, patients that he's done before, I think that they will be more honest with you and, and they will give you the, the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. So I think I, that, yeah, I, I like that. I agree with that. Okay. Well, well I wish well, I had I known about you before I started this whole procedure last year, let me tell you. <laughs> well, and what I thought was great about it, Dr. Bob, is that, you know, I never knew you could even ask these questions. I know that sounds really rudimentary and foolish, but I just get in the dental chair, I hop in, I open my mouth, and whatever they say, I go, okay, okay. You know, it's <laughs> like Scooby-Doo in there. Well, um, I... You know, I think a lot of us were brought up that way, and sometimes you sit in that chair and it's very intimidating. A lot of people have had really uncomfortable, anxiety-ridden encounters with dentists in the past or, or physicians or other healthcare providers, and I think sometimes we're too afraid to ask the question. But to me, the bottom line is, you know, we're, we're the consumer of that service. Whatever the procedure is, it's happening to us, and I think we have every right to ask questions and get answers that satisfy us. One of the things that I try and do is I try and give my patients all the information they need so they can make decisions that they feel are in their best interest. It's not, it's not always my agenda. 
I need to be able to, you know, we were talking about communication before. The dentist needs to be able to sit down and, and talk to the patient and understand what the patient's concerns are because only then can we properly address them. But it should not be, I don't care whether it's cosmetic dentistry or other areas of dentistry, the treatment for the patient needs to be driven by the patient. It can't be driven by the doctor. We're only helpers. Yes, you have to be your own advocate. I've always been a, a, a proponent of that. I mean, it's like, like, like Sandra said, you just can't get in the chair, open up your mouth and say, do with me as you will. I mean, but, it, but you know, it just, it just goes back. And, and I was that question asker. I just didn't get the answers. Uh, right. I don't think I got the truthful answers. So that, that shame on him. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate for everybody. Yes. Because you leave with a bad... At- no pun and, intended, but you leave with a bad taste in your mouth. Exactly, and these are not cheap procedures, as everybody well knows. So, you know, if you're going to do it, you want you, you're going to spend that money. It's an investment in in you know in in your the way you see yourself in the mirror, and you know it. You want it to be you want it to be the best job possible because it's uh, it's expensive. Understandably so. Yeah. So, but I, you know. But I, one thing, I when I go out and, and I see a, you know, a woman that maybe has had some work done on her face or, you know, she's had her hair done and she's, you know, she works on her figure um, and she smiles and her teeth are yellow, it is the worst. It's just a, it is a bad thing. You know, it gives away an age just as, as much as the hands do, the teeth do. And, and I think, um, you know, to, to, to look at yourself in the mirror and be happy, I think you have to have a bright smile. Well, just just as a follow-up to that, the two things that people look at first when they meet you for the first time, you know what they are? Nope. Your eyes and your smile. Yes. So, yeah. I, so I agree with you. Well, I do, too. And I can tell you, being out in the dating market, uh, in Beverly Hills, I went out with a guy, and I was so excited because he's rich, he's successful, he's handsome. He opened up his mouth, Dr. Bob, and I should have put him right on a plane to you. Not only were his teeth crossed and yellow, but one of them was brown. I was like, oh, no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> not, not a good dating system. That's the nanosecond <laughs> society. It is. Well, Dr. Bob, I want to thank you for being on the air with us today. Uh, For those of you that want to learn more about Dr. Robert Soren, please head to his website, NYC, like New York City, DMD, like Dr. What was it? Doctor of Dental Medicine. Um, Check him out and uh, Yes, please check him out so you don't have the experience that I did. I have a feeling Dr. Bob is going to tell you the truth and do a hell of a good job. I think so. I think so. Thank you both. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of 
leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. kids do you think you're creative do you want to be don't have enough time for your arts crafts and hobbies or do you just need a kick in the pants hi i'm mark lipinski the host of creative mojo with mark lipinski right here on toginet radio come on and join me every wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week hey need ideas How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hello, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And, man, we had a barn burner going there for a minute with Dr. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Linda Franklin. <laughs> wow, you can put people in the hot seat fast. That's what I love about I know. That. It's, like, it's like that tough interview. Well, when you've lived as many years, you've had every experience in the world, so you can really throw it out there. But, um, no, Dr. Bob was great, and I think people have to know that, and they have to ask the right questions, and they have to um, – uh, you know, I, even though I had my dentist for so many years and I trusted him and he, I loved him, but he just, you know, I think it was it was his ego that got in the way and I think he was getting a little nuts and I should have recognized that earlier, but um, I did after and I'm, you know, I'm gone. Well, you know, I think too, when, we, when we use a healthcare provider, whether it's, you know, general practitioner or um, any anybody who works on our body, a massage therapist, a facialist, the longer we're with them, the less we tend to communicate like we would if we were a new patient. And, you know, we change and people change. And, you know, I think Dr. Bob gave us so many good questions that we can ask that, you know, I never would have thought to ask any of these things, Linda. Yeah, well, uh, that's what we, that's why we need these people on our show because we have to educate. I mean, you're not the only one and I'm not the only one. So, uh, we want you to go, in, whatever you're doing in life, we want you to go in smart. And, and that entails some research and knowing, you know, the, as I said, the good, bad, and the ugly and going to the best people that you can go to that are going to give you the right answers. It saves you a lot of pain and strain. Absolutely. And I think it's most important to know the bad and the ugly. You know, the good is going to come. <laughs> yeah. But the bad and ugly, um, you know, like I'm really, really happy, Linda, with the laser whitening that I had done by, and I used Bright Smile. Um, and I do have the trays and I do touch up my teeth. And I will tell you, I never feel prettier or younger or happier when somebody says to me, gee, you have a nice 
smile. And I'm so thankful for my dad. You know, my dad and my mom put all of our kids' dental work a priority, and all of the kids have beautiful smiles as adults. I just think it's so, so important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, you, you know, you're t- if you're lucky enough to have good teeth, like Dr. Bob was saying, uh, you know, to have all of the underlying things working properly, then this is just like icing on the cake, and and it just it just, I mean, it's yeah, I don't I don't like those teeth where you open up your mouth, looks like you have white paint on your teeth, and you you know you see them on television and they look so phony, but you know it, it it's up to you know your your dentist that you trust to help you make the right decision as to color as well. Well, in the size, I got to tell you, you know, it's like I think of that Friends episode with Ross when he got his teeth whitened, and when the lights went out, you can still see. <laughs> yeah, they glowed in the dark. <laughs> they glowed in the dark. Yeah. But I will tell you, you know, living in Beverly Hills and West Hollywood and West L.A., you know, the hub of the entertainment industry out here, I see a lot of girls getting teeth, and I call them capped. I don't even know what that means. But they, they go out, and then they come back with these giant teeth and they're way too big for their head my one girlfriend who I love to death every time she smiles I think she looks like Frankenstein because she's just got these huge teeth and they're way too big for her delicate fine bone face this girl's a size zero and very (laughs) fine bone and all her weights and her teeth I know, but it, it doesn't, isn't it amazing how you see these women, whether it be their teeth or their cheeks or their lips or, or their, I don't know, I don't, they look in the mirror and, and they must see pretty because well, otherwise the they wouldn't leave the house pretty. because it's so, they look so funny to us. Yeah. Well, and they photograph well, I'll tell you. Her photographs are absolutely killer gorgeous, but we don't live in photographs, you know. <laughs> no. We live in the real world. No, and it's like an apartment, you know. The hallways are gorgeous, but the apartment is like, it's leaking and it has bugs. Well, we don't live in the hallway. We live in, we live in the apartment, you know. So we have to realize what's important. So beauty is, a, you know, beauty, we could be, we could do nine million shows on beauty and still have shows left over because there's so much out there in the market to make us pretty. Oh, and we will, and we will, because I want to tell you about a great find this week. Yes. Um, my great find this week for me, now mind you, I am chalk white on a good day. So um, this Garnier Skin Renew Clinical Dark Spot Corrector. I know that sounds really funny because I'm so fair, um, but it has, over the past four weeks I've been using it, just like it says, it has smoothed out the color pigmentation in my skin, and I really didn't have that much. It bothered me more than anyone else, and, you know, I went out and bought one of those 5X, 10X mirrors that lets you see every pore, every wrinkle. I love them. I use it every day to put on my makeup. Otherwise, I think it would be (laughs) smeared on my face. It would be ridiculous, but, you know, this way I know if I can look in the 10 and it looks okay, then, you know, people on the street aren't going to say, hey, what the hell did she do to her face? I have the opposite. I'm like, oh, my God, I look like a Palomino painted pony. I have all these spots on my face, you know, that I never noticed. Well, what, so, you just you know, say spots, but what do you think they were, sunspots? No, I, I don't know if they're freckles or sunspots. I, we yeah. have to get Dr. Judith Hellman back here to look at <laughs> yes. them. Well, you'll have to send her a photograph of your face so she can analyze it. 
I know. I know, but I got actually, I got more self-conscious with the 10X mirror than I did ever before because I saw all this stuff up close. I'm like, good Lord, look at me. Um, but I am really pleased with this dark spot skin corrector, Skin Renew. Um, so it even does your skin just- tone. It evens out my skin tone. It, it seemed to brighten my skin. I don't know how that happened. Maybe there's some stuff in here. I don't know. <laughs> there's stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's very technical. There's some stuff in here. <laughs> there's some stuff in yeah. here. Now I call the dark. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm really sensitive to stuff, and a lot of stuff makes me break out or get red blotchy things. And this thing, man, I put it all over my face and no reaction other than what the product said it would do. So I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Okay, great. Well, that, that, that's a good endorsement. What else did you try? Um, well, I got a new book this week, and um, actually I've been, I saw her video on Netflix. Uh, Dr. Gerson, Charlotte Gerson is Dr. Max Gerson's daughter, and in the 40s, he had uh, cured cancer, cured some different diseases using nutrition, and his 80-year-old daughter put a book out um, called The Gerson Therapy. Now, I had been following this. I don't have cancer, um, but it, they claim it's a proven nutritional program for cancer and other illnesses. Now, I've been following this for a couple weeks now, actually longer than that, probably six weeks. And i got to tell you, Linda, my nails are better. My hair is a better quality. My skin is a better quality. If you want to get younger, I'm going to put two thumbs up for this Gerson Therapy book. And uh, it's no meat, you know, very little protein other than from plants. It's heavy in carrots and green apples and um, broccoli and potatoes. But I will tell you, I have never looked better, and you lose weight. My dad has lost 15 pounds, and I have lost 10 pounds. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I have something that I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to go out tomorrow and get it because uh, a friend of, you know, Ann Akers, um, our friend here in New York who who had, you know, the editor of Glow Magazine, I mean, she just – she knows every every doctor and every supplement, and we – she – told me she started to take Jaro. Jaro is the brand name, and it has to be Jaro. And there is How do you gr- spell that? J-A-R-R-O-W. That's the brand of okay. the... And it's green coffee bean extract. Ooh. And it's and apparently there's, there's 60 veggie caps. And what she says is she, um, she lost an inch and a half on her waist from taking this... this thing, I think one one capsule a day, and it's supposed to be very good for that, and it also is very good for cardio health and glucose balance. Wow. But, you know, but but I heard the inch and a half on the waist without exercising, I said, I'm there, baby. (laughs) So I'm going to go try it. You know, if you balance your glucose, balance your insulin, you probably process the fat better. I mean, that at least makes non-medical sense to me. You know. Yeah, and she, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's not a youngster, and uh, it's, it's, um, it sounded really, really good to me, and I don't think it's going to do you any harm. It's green coffee beans. How bad can it be? But I, right. I think I'm going to add that to my, um, to my supplements uh, to see how it works for me. And I do exercise, so I go to the gym maybe a couple of times a week. So this could, you know, maybe it could only help. 
Absolutely. Well, that's the thing with, you know, all this stuff out there, Linda. I'm really starting to to think more and to see if it makes logical sense. Like, you know, even just this Gerson therapy book, you know, that claims to heal all these different illnesses. Now, I don't know if they do or they don't, but I can tell you the whole principle of changing your body chemistry, giving your body everything it needs to renew your cells, to fight whatever disease you have, by giving you the best possible chance with food, since food is our, you know, our nutrition, obviously, it just makes sense. Just like those green capsules. It's like, you know, they make sense. Well, you know, absolutely. Diet is the most important thing. And, you know, we the, the thing with diet is, I mean, we keep getting cross messages uh, of what's good and what's bad. You know, remember, eggs were so bad, now eggs are good. And I love eggs, so I'm happy that they're good again. Um, but I, I, when I make it, but when I do eggs, if I'm making an omelet or something, I'll I'll put in one yolk and I'll still put the rest just egg whites because it's just pure protein. But Me you know, and green vegetables. Everybody thinks green vegetables. So you know, you 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 do your best. It's you know, it's it's hard. But um, but if you if you're doing vegetables and protein and and a, and a few carbs, I mean, how and fruit. I mean, how can you go wrong? Right. Well, in this whole book, you know, in the Angelian or not Angelian, what is it, Jillian Michaels? Oh, yeah. That I got in the pink diet, you know, all these health things, they all say the same thing. Fruits and vegetables, lay off the carbs. You know, you can have some, but it's moderation. And stay away from the junk. Stay away from the fast food. Stay away from the sugar. I mean, how how radical is that? But it makes yeah, no, headlines. It's not radical. It's just that people don't want to pay attention to it because it's crazy. I mean, even when we were in Fridays yesterday for our lunch, now now all of these restaurants or the fast food restaurants or, or, or they put their calorie count on the menu. So I looked at all these things I wanted to have, and I'm looking at the calorie count, and I'm saying, oh, my God, you know, like this, 1,000 calories for lunch? That doesn't leave me any room for dinner at all. That's right. You know, That's so, right. Well, you know what? We're gonna. Um, I gotta wrap up the show, Linda. I want to thank Dr. Robert Thorne for coming on and answering our questions about cosmetic dentistry. You can find him at nycdmd.com. Linda, I want to thank you for another great show. You're always so much fun. And when we come back next week, I want you guys to come back because we are going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about cooking. We're going to talk about things that will help us look younger, feel younger, to your great health and beauty. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin signing off. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and